Welcome in, everybody, to the JB5 Podcast. I'm Jay, your host, and I appreciate you making me a little part of your day. As you know, we only have five minutes together, so let's get straight into it. This is episode number eight, seven things you need to know before hiring a trainer or a coach, part two. Through this series, I will share with you some important things I learned as a PT and also seven of the most important things you need to consider when choosing a health professional, whether that is a personal trainer, a nutritionist, a physio, or a coach. As always, I want to give you an honest outlook into what it means to not accept the limitations you were given, but to challenge yourself to be better in mind, body, and spirit. I trust you will find some experiences I talk about relatable and find at least one piece of helpful information that you can apply to yourself, your family, your business, or your work. As discussed in the previous episode, episode 8 is part of a three-part mini-series. In this episode, we will cover tips 3, 4, and 5. We have a lot to cover, so let's begin. Number 3. Do they have a proven track record? Sometimes we can be fooled by the charm and the charisma, but that doesn't mean they're always the best option for us. I was a terrible salesman, but I believe I was a great coach. You'll have to confirm that with those who are trained, of course. The point is, if you have the chance to see your potential trainer, coach, physio, or nutritionist in action and how they interact, teach, and coach their clients, you'll be awarded far greater information for your decision than just talking to them. Are they attentive or are they on their phone? Do they offer movement corrections or let their clients work with bad form are they supportive or just focused on getting to the next session didn't grandma always say that actions speak louder than words some professionals aren't great at selling themselves but they are amazing at what they do so if you have the chance to see them in action make sure that you do if you can't see how they interact and coach their clients then referrals are the next best thing find people who are or who have trained with them recently and ask them about their experiences and results do their results align with what you're wanting number four what are their qualifications there are two sides to this one on one hand it is great and necessary to know what qualifications your potential professional has but just because they have a bunch of them doesn't make them better They may know more or be smarter by the books, but there is something to be said about practical experience. On one hand, it's so accessible now to get the qualifications of a personal trainer that the market has become saturated, yet some of the best trainers I know only have to serve for infant. More is not always better, but as we discussed in the previous episode, depending on your why may depend on what qualifications you need your professional to have. If you are coming back from a sports-related injury, a professional with qualifications in that field would be your best suitor. If you're looking to lose weight, perhaps a coach that has both an exercise qualification and a nutrition qualification would be a great option for you. Do your research, ask the question, but don't become too hung up on the person you like not having a qualification list a mile long. Number five, do your personalities click? This is a very important step, especially if you want lasting results. If you're being trained by someone you don't get along with, exercise and healthy habits will quickly be associated with negative thoughts and therefore negatively impact your progress. It is important that you and your coach enjoy each other's company. You'll be spending a lot of time together after all. I'll be honest, I had clients on both sides of the fence. I had some absolutely amazing clients, some of them even becoming my best friends, mentors, and people I looked to for help. But I also had some clients that I just didn't gel with. Perhaps it was okay for the first few sessions, but it was quickly clear that we weren't going to work effectively together. The best thing you can do in this situation is move on. So I would say follow your gut rarely is it wrong. I'm not saying that you have to be best friends with your coach, but there has to be some level of respect and trust. They will be pushing you out of your comfort zone regularly, so without it, how likely are you to listen? Also, I want you to think about what motivates you. Do you need a cheerleader or a drill sergeant? 
I love the opportunity to be both. Both can be very fun, but not all trainers are that versatile. Some people are hard on everyone they coach, and some can be over-supportive. Decide what motivates you and take it into account when making your selection. Also another great reason for seeing them in action. A positive health and fitness change can be emotionally and physically tiresome, so be sure to have a strong coach behind you that knows how to get the best out of you. This has been episode 8 of the JB5 podcast, 7 things you need to know before hiring a trainer or a coach. Thank you for sharing this last 5 minutes with me. The goal of this podcast is to get you thinking about how you can become a better version of yourself mentally, spiritually and physically and then providing actionable advice on how to go about it. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any further questions on any points raised in this episode. You can find me at uniquehealthandfitness.au. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family and friends. It means a lot. 